Is there a battle between the Old Testament God and the New Testament Jesus? Find out more on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. It's an old heresy, but it's still it's found today in many circles of the church. You have the Old Testament God. They think He is the God who is vindictive and gives you burdens and yokes of bondage and gives you laws. And then you have the libertarian Jesus who makes all things free. Is that true? Well, we're going to do a Bible study on that here on Inverse. And my name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have my friends Jonathan, Sebastian, and Siku. And we're going to talk about this concept of the co covenants that we find in the Bible. So hello, guys. Hello, we're going to pray, Aloha. we're going to talk, we're going to have some fun, but we're going to pray, and then we're going to be like, Lord, help us, and then we're going to, we're going <laughs> to find out. Find out, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jonathan, please uh, uh, pray for us. Yes, let's pray. Dear Father in Heaven, we're just so thankful again that we can study the Word, and we really want to understand the covenants better, and I know a lot of people watching want to understand it as well. So please help us to tap into your Word with an open mind. Send your Spirit to give us insights and understanding, and we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Sebastian, can I ask you, has there been a, uh, we've been in this study for about two weeks, three weeks now, yep. and was there something that, that through this, the, this our, our actual discussion, yeah. that, that, that uh, you previously misunderstood or did not know or were confused about or hazy on, but now you're like, whoa, I didn't know that, that's pretty cool, I didn't clarify that or just sparkled and polished it up a little bit? I think um, for me it was, in noticing in, in especially in our first study mm -hmm. in first uh, week number one that God appears as this covenant faithful God mm -hmm. in the moments where we are actually either violating his covenant or mm -hmm. we're in a low point like to me interesting I've yeah. never thought about God entering into a covenant with you when you were actually already breaking the covenant saying nope mm -hmm. I'm gonna maintain covenant faithfulness yes. in response to your covenant unfaithfulness mm -hmm. and that really just that warms my heart because a lot of times when we get into those low moments, we feel as if God doesn't want us anymore, God's mm -hmm. not interested in us anymore, mm -hmm. and that just paints a completely contradictory picture. Yeah, yes. Very interesting, very interesting. Siku, what are some things that you remember from episode two? Uh, that was, that was, I think that was one of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've only done two episodes <laughs> in this once before. But uh, there are four points that we mm -hmm. found in the New Testament, and I think those need to be clarified mm -hmm. uh, when we, when we, when we, uh, for this episode. So what, what are those that you remember and then okay. and, and Sebastian can help her mm -hmm. and then Jonathan <laughs> Well, we looked at we looked at them from Hebrews chapter eight. Yep. Um, they're also in Jeremiah, um, but we looked at that God says that He will. And first thing about the four is is what God is going to do. Yeah, um, I think that was that was actually yeah. a revelation for me. Like yeah. He's doing everything, mm -hmm. everything, everything, and I'm waiting for the. But what do I got to do? But I, right. that's it. it was yeah. Just, okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. Sign here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that He will sanctify mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. um, that He will. Uh, reconcile us mm -hmm. to himself, um, that he will give us purpose, mm -hmm. that will give us mission um, mm -hmm. for what to do. And then the fourth one was that he will justify us. Mm -hmm. And I think I got all four. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Out the yeah. park. And he <laughs> solves the problem of sin mm -hmm. using us yeah. and, and, and part, as part of that mission, mm -hmm. whereas he can just snap his fingers and it's done, but he still utilizes these broken beings as a part of his, of his, of yeah. his, of his work. So Jonathan, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, mm -hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 6. 
6. And if you can read verses 4 through 9 for us sure. just to start. Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4, it says, <clears throat> Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which, which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Yeah, and Jonathan, you're reading that, but I want to ask you this mm -hmm. question. Um, it, you know, I, I, I facetiously asked this question. <coughs> is there an Old Testament God who is the one who gives you burdens? Mm -hmm. And there is the New Testament Jesus who it frees you from these burdens. Mm. Are they at odds with each other? And who is the one giving the covenants here? Right. Is it Jeremiah or is it <laughs> Hebrews? Which is it? Right. Very good question. Uh, and very important that we understand that, of course, there is only one God. Uh, the God that we know from the Bible is the God, the same God in the Old Testament, the same God in the New Testament. Right. Mm -hmm. In fact, when some people talk about the burdens of the Old Testament, they don't realize, maybe they don't, maybe they don't realize, that the New Testament has a lot of commandments too, and a lot of burdens, if you want to call it that. Really, they are you know, more like promises and wonderful ways to live. But anyway, so that's besides the point right now. It is the same God. <laughs> I digress. And we do see, yes, and we do see that the the you know what the, the soft Jesus that we often see in the New Testament or that we perceive in the New Testament is in the Old Testament as well. You mm. look at passages in the Old Testament in the Book of Isaiah and Ezekiel and other places. God is pouring His heart out. He's like, I love my people. I mm. want it. I care mm. for you. That is the same God. Mm. Uh, and 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 we will see from the study of the covenants that that just confirms. I mean, that. let's mm -hmm. and let's explore that this verse is exactly what Jesus quotes in the New Testament. That's as, right. What is the great commandment? Yeah. Of the law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not you know yeah. have no other gods before me or keep the seventh day holy or do not covet. No, it's love the Lord your God mm -hmm. with all. Mm -hmm. So there's this complete and total and utter mm -hmm. emptying of our hearts into God. Mm -hmm. Your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. This is the great commandment. So it's yes. letting you know that just like we looked at in, in the previous episode on those four things, God says, I want to write this on your heart. Mm -hmm. Again, there's that covenant language. Mm -hmm. I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mm -hmm. I didn't say behavior. I didn't say this outward compliance. I said from an internal motive, mm -hmm. right, that this becomes not the the burden of compliance with the rules, but a service of love mm -hmm. unto God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Siku mentioned these four terms and conditions or th four... Uh, fine print. Uh, uh, the fine print, yeah. yeah. And the first one was that I will write the law in your mind and in your heart. Yes. Is this, is, this sounds just so nice. And people say, ah, this is the new covenant. This is found in the New Testament only. <laughs> but we just found out from Jonathan that this is found in the Old Testament here. Mm -hmm. And actually the Old Testament kind of opens up even further. Yeah? Yes. So in this, in this portion we see from verse 4 through verse 9, uh, we just read, this is what they call the, the Shema in the, the, one of the very holy uh, readings in the, in the mm -hmm. Jewish faith. Mm -hmm. What are some things that we can mine out from that passage there? Jonathan. You know, in, in verse 5, God is saying here, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You know, uh, Sebastian, you kind of alluded to this, but loving God and loving others, right, is, is the fulfillment of the law. Paul talks about this. Love is the fulfillment of the law. You love God. The first four commandments are all about your relationship with God, right? Mm. And you love others with the other uh, six commandments that are left. So love is essential to the covenant, to the relationship that takes place. And so God is saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. This is, he's calling for a complete commitment to Him. Mm -hmm. He's not 
demanding it's like you have to you cannot demand love but he's this is what he's inviting his covenant people to experience mm -hmm. you know if you put your affections on me if you make a decision for me you know the covenant uh, uh, the blessings of the covenant will become a reality for you as a natural um, uh, you know growth from from that relationship and mm -hmm. this is this is a critical shift because when you look in uh, Deuteronomy 6 and verse 6 in these words which mm -hmm. which I command you yes. today shall be in your heart mm -hmm. we can read that as saying oh yeah I need to make sure I get them in my heart or we can read it in new covenant language which is I'm going to promise to put this inside of yes. your heart mm. just like we read in Hebrews 8 mm -hmm. so it automatically lets you know that as we saw in in Hebrews 8 last time you know last week that it was the fault with the people, right? And so it was, how did you, re how do you read these words? Mm -hmm. You're coming with a certain assumptions already mm -hmm. before you even receive the covenant from God. Mm -hmm. You're already coming with, oh, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Well, that was an assumption you made mm -hmm. because everything we've seen from the first week with Adam and with Noah and with Abraham, it, every time they tried to do something, God was just reiterating, no, I'm going to put enmity. I'm not going to destroy all life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a son that you can't produce naturally of your own strength. Right. And I'm going to multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. Mm. And then we go to Isaiah and I'm going to give you a person who is the covenant, mm. right. which is in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So here we see that if you come with that framework, that old covenant response experience where you're just like, well, I guess this is what I have to do, mm. then you've you've already missed it. Uh, Sebastian, yeah, I think it's so insightful what you're saying. To boil it down, it's just what how I see it is your, these glasses. These are presuppositions that you, that's the word that you use. Mm -hmm. I see them as glasses mm -hmm. that when people have these glasses on, they're like, what do I got to do? Mm -hmm. And right. that these glasses determine how you read this first, wh whether you have an old covenant experience or yeah. a new covenant experience, what right. we talked about last week. Right. So even verse 5, it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your heart. You shall love the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. right. So one, one type of person says, oh, I got, all right. Got to love. Got to love. Powering. And that's, that's an old covenant uh, glasses that you have. Yes. Mm -hmm. The new covenant glasses are like, you know what? I can't do that. I can't do that. So like, God, even me trying to even love you, help me out here. And then yeah. you wait for that. And I don't know how that works, but that is the miracle that, that God produces in all of us. Um, I just wanted to say about, about the glasses, they're actually not equivalent. Um, you know, in that one set of glasses, the old covenant glasses, actually leads to a misreading of the text, right? Yeah, oh, so, that's real, okay. So, um, you know, like when you go to, a, to an eye doctor and you need yes, help, right. yes. it's because you're not seeing properly. Because yes, yes, yes. um, if you read in verse four, how it starts, the Shema, he says, Oh Israel, here, oh Israel, here's the first part of the story, is that the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Even when you go to, and, and I think we're going to go to Exodus, when God is giving the Ten Commandments, yes. He starts with, I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. Like it always starts with, He presents Himself, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning point. It's not you, it starts with me. Mm -hmm. And then He's saying, in the context of who I, uh, who I am, yes. mm -hmm. you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's a misreading actually to start with me in yes. the story because God starts with, this is who I am. Yes, yes. And that's the impetus. Yes, yeah, maybe some, and glasses are maybe the wrong <laughs> wrong uh, <laughs> uh, illustration. I mean, actually the, the New Testament uses a veil, right? right, right. Mm -hmm. there's, there's something covering where you, you, right. you, you read the same verse, but you're just yeah. not getting it. Not getting there's, it, there's no. something there. Okay, yeah. Jonathan. The, what Siko was just saying is really profound. Uh, I love that. 
in Exodus 20 and just here as well, it starts with the presence of God. And what I believe is, is that tells us is that when you behold God in His glory, in His beauty, in, His, in the truth that we know about Him, you cannot but fall in love with Him. Mm. God is, is a God of love and He's so beautiful. When you, when you see this, the picture of who God is, for the people of Israel, it was the God who saved them out of slavery, right? right. He didn't tell them to commandments in Egypt. He took them out of slavery Correct. through the Red Sea to Sinai. Much later, He told them, you know, the commandments. It was, love me because I care for you mm -hmm. and then I'll show you the way that is, that is good for you and I will help you, of course. That's in right. Way. So, the, here we see in the Shema, God first, and then uh, as a response, verse 5 will happen naturally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so far around one, we see that it is not Old Testament God versus New Testament God, that they are the same God. When we come back, we're going to look at points two, three, and four to see are they actually separate or are they the same after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. We found out that the New Covenant has four points there. That one says you will have the law written in your mind and in your heart. Two, that God will be our God and that we will be His people. Three, that He will sanctify us, justify us, reconcile us, and give us mission. All these things are found in the New Covenant. And now, we, are, we looked at in the first half, that God creating or His law in our minds and hearts was not found only in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament. That's right. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 25, Leviticus oh, chapter 26. Sorry, 26 and verse 12. We're going to see that second promise where God says, I will be their God and you will be my people. Is that a New Testament promise only mm. or is that found also in the Old Testament? So, Sebastian, <laughs> can you read verses 12 uh, of chapter 26 for us? Yes. I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. And keep mm. going to verse 13 as well. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. All right, so what we see here, and it's the second uh, promise of the new covenant, that yeah. God, this is, we're, already, we're seeing that this is nothing new, yes? Mm -hmm. What's the context there in, in Leviticus that, that God mentions that second promise? Well, he's, he's kind of in the middle of giving the, the covenant blessings and the covenant curses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of like, okay, if, if, if you keep the covenant, this is what's going to happen. If you don't, these are the bad things. And sandwiched in there are those that same new, co that covenantal mm -hmm. language mm -hmm. is you're going to be my people, I'm going to be your God. So that sense of identity and that sense of reconciliation, like we are on good terms, we are in this together, mm -hmm. let's continue in this relationship is what God is trying to drive towards. Mm -hmm. And the blessings and curses are all about us falling out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Or as he says in, in uh, Hebrews 8 or Jeremiah 33, that you did not continue in my covenant, yeah. which is to stay in this relationship and give me this response to allow me mm -hmm. to make you this special yeah, people yeah, unto myself. Yeah. Uh, some people say that, hey, all that bad stuff, all those curses, especially found in Leviticus, I mean, that's found in the Old Testament. That's not found <laughs> in the New Testament. Where are these curses? Are, are these curses found in the New Testament? 
Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have, for example. In, in, in what person, I should, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think when you, when you look at Christ, that the Bible says that he became a curse for That's us, right. Yes. right? That's right. And you look even in Revelation where it's talking about, you know, the end time and it's dealing with, you know, judgments and uh, plagues and all this type of stuff that are very similar to the language used in these situations. Yes. Again, you're looking at what is the issue? Yes. This covenant unfaithfulness. Yes. Or in the, the plagues will say, well, they just refuse to give him glory. Yeah. They refuse to just be reconciled to God. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. And so what you realize is God is like, I'm trying to keep you from these things, the result of not being in a proper covenant relationship with you. We see total synchrony between Old and New Testament here. 100%. Only that Jesus is the one that's absorbing the curses for Mm -hmm. us in the New Testament happening in actuality Mm -hmm. where they're merely being promised in the the Old Testament. Yes. Very good, very good. We're going to move on to our third promise, yes. Go to Exodus 19. Exodus 19, right before the Ten Commandments are given, and Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. And Siku, if you can read that for us. It says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests Mm. and a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. Okay, what parallel do we see here in the New Testament? Well, uh, of course... uh, Covenant, I should say. Well, in the New Testament time, uh, we see Peter talks about this idea of that we are, uh, you know, an, a kingdom of priests. Royal priesthood. Uh, royal priesthood, right? Yeah. And this is where he's taking this from. Right here on Mount Sinai, when God was establishing, you know, this special covenant with his people, he was saying, my promise for you is I'm going to use you as spokespeople, as representatives of what it means to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later on, of course, he, he, he establishes more and more what they will look like in Deuteronomy. Uh, you know, you will be the head, you will be the light to the nations, Isaiah, and so on. So, it, God here shows us in the Old Testament that He always wanted His people to be mission-minded, mission-driven, mm-hmm. to be reflectors right. of His beautiful character of love, yep. and to share that with the whole world. This is why He put them geographically where He put them, right at the center between the three continents of Asia, Africa, and Europe, so that everyone traveling through will experience a glimpse of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so that, of course, that promise became part of you know the, the, the covenant that He has with everyone who believes now today. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, representatives, priests of God. To mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're going to go to the fourth one. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Exodus 34. And it's, it's going to support what John has just said. And what's awesome about Exodus 34, it's been, it's Mount Sinai when, mm-hmm. the, when the Ten Commandments was given the second time. Mm. In chapter 34, verses 1 through 4. 1 through 4, and I will read that. Chapter 34, verse 1 through 4 of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tables of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning, come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. Let no man come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. Mm. So he cut two tables of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took into his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended in a a cloud and stood 
with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in, in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression mm. and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children mm -hmm. to the third and fourth generation. Mm -hmm. So what parallel do we see in that passage? Mm -hmm. Siku. Forgiving iniquity. Forgiving um, iniquity. You know, that, that he's the one who justifies us. You know, it's interesting uh, uh, talking about this contrast that we have, you know, between Old Testament, New Testament God. This, this is definitely not a passage that someone would go to if they were thinking about the quote Old Testament God. Mm. Because merciful, gracious, gracious mm -hmm. long-suffering. Mm -hmm. about These are the qualities that you picture Jesus as having. Mm -hmm. And yet it's saying this is who the Lord God is, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Why does he go into iniquity, transgression, sin? He's saying no matter what kind of sin it yes. is, like right. it may be the kind of sin where you think nobody could ever forgive you, the kind of stuff that is in the back of your closet, you know, those skeletons in your closet that nobody mm -hmm. can know about, mm -hmm. the kind that you, you'd feel like there is no sacrifice that I could ever give that could amount to, mm -hmm. you know, repaying this kind of sin. Whatever it is, all the quote levels, you know, of sin that we imagine, mm -hmm. no matter what it is, God mm -hmm. forgives mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of God that He is, and mm -hmm. that's the covenant promise I think that it's pointing to. Mm -hmm. And this is this is where the, the cool thing is. This is Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. like where you know where we we stereotypically think of this: the thunder and the angry God right. and the volcano coming out. You will keep my commandments and. Austin Heston comes out in his Moses gear, and, uh, but this is not that. This, yes. We see a tender God yes. here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're 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 also looking at the fact that when he's declaring this to Moses, mm -hmm. in the second commandment of the Ten Commandments, he's quoting this very line. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. That after he talks about don't make any other gods, you know, of any likeness of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters under the earth, mm -hmm. and don't bow down to them nor worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And then he goes into this, keeping mercy for thousands. Mm -hmm. It's embedded in the commandment of all the ones the most probably egregious in their mind at that time, mm -hmm. which was following these other religions around them, worshiping these other gods. Mm -hmm. And God is saying it's embedded. Mm -hmm. And what even people think is the 10 commandments, the 10 laws, right? That it's like, no, embedded in the commandment is, I will show mercy to yes. those who love me. Mm -hmm. yes. So he's coming back to this again. This, this is not about what you're doing. This is about you from the heart entering into a relationship with me and allowing me to write this on your heart. Mm -hmm. But if you end up in idolatry, it's because you did not allow me to write this on your heart. Yes. If you end up lying, it's because you did not allow me to make you an honest and sincere person in your heart. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with your failure or your lack of capacity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look at this, you know, in a future episode in terms of Moses, the same person here, preaching a gospel. That's right. That's referencing these similar things. Mm -hmm. Jonathan. Y you know, uh, just to, to bounce off that, this is Pauline salvation right here. You know, like we just it's started the book of Romans. <laughs> of course. Pauline, like Pauline. Catherine and Johanny. <laughs> oh, of course. It's Jane biblical. But like, I have in Martin. mind, you know, our just a okay. recent, um, <laughs> our recent study on the book of Romans. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, th this could be from Paul. And it's yes. just so, so powerful. What this teaches us is that the God of the Old Testament and New Testament, we have established this, is the same. But this is so beautiful because it t tells us God does not change. Mm. His, mm. his modus operandi he was always Spot merciful right. and gracious, whether it's Old or New Testament. Uh, whatever time you live in, whatever sin you have committed, God 
that is there is offering mercy and salvation if you believe, if you mm -hmm. trust in Him. And that does not change. And that is so important because uh, if we think that God, oh, you know what, for 1500 years I'm just going to be really this wrathful God and then Jesus, oh, I'm, I'm really cool with everyone else. What kind of God is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. God is consistent. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He does not change. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing because if God would change, we would be in a lot of trouble. But God is a God of mercy Amen. and love and that will always be the case mm -hmm. throughout eternity. Mm -hmm. I, I, love, I love that. And for those who are watching and we've covered a lot of verses here and we've gone all over, but just to really simplify it is this, is you have the Old Covenant found in the Old Testament, you have the New Covenant in the New Testament, but we just, we just established that these basic principles are exactly the same, yes? The Old Testament and the New Testament God are the same and they're not fighting against each other. But the question is this, then there are Bible texts and we're going to go through them in the next sub subsequent lessons that they're like, hey, the old was bad, but the new was good. Mm -hmm. The old had problems with it, but the new is better. But if these two covenants are the same, what is it about these two? What is it about the old covenant mm -hmm. that was faulty? Mm -hmm. We covered last week, and just to reiterate to all of you, it was our responses. Mm -hmm. Response to the Old Testament and response to the New Testament. So the question is this, and just as a quiz, were there people who had a new covenant experience in the Old Testament? 100%. Yes. Who were they? I mean, let's look at uh, let's look at Moses, for example. Okay, yeah. here is a person who just said God is merciful and long suffering. Mm. Strikes the rock. God says you cannot enter into the promised land mm -hmm. that you've been working almost your entire life mm -hmm. to lead these people to. Mm -hmm. Leads them to the mountain. Look in every direction. See the land, but you're not crossing over. Mm -hmm. And then he ends up taking this same person, mm -hmm. resurrecting him, and taking him to heaven. Mm -hmm. You. I mean, you're looking at that and saying, how is that not merciful? Mm -hmm. This person clearly disobeyed, but God is saying no. But Moses continued in a covenant relationship. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I was actually going to just point to verse 9. Verse 9, okay. Exodus 34. Yeah, go for it. You know, it's th then Moses' response, right, to God showing himself. He says, mm -hmm. if now I have found grace... Mm. In your sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray, go among us, even though we're a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us in your inheritance, mm. as as your inheritance. His response to God, what God just revealed to him, isn't, mm. "Oh man, okay, I guess we gotta go fix ourselves." He's mm -hmm. like. Well, we're a stiff-necked people, but we need your grace. Like, yes. he actually responds. So he in got the, it in yeah, the new covenant like, way. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, second question. Oh, Jonathan, yeah, what? I was just going to give another example, but if you want yeah, you know, go ahead. You know, I think of David, famous Psalm 51. Yeah. You know, he understood the new covenant experience in the Old Testament. Yes. Uh, Psalm 51, verse 10. David is saying, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew yep. a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast your you know, presence from me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from yes. me. He understood, God, you have to do a miracle in my New heart. covenant language. He understood there, it. For sure. Okay, yeah. second question. Well, are there people in the New Testament who had an old covenant response? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Pharisees. Who were they? Pharisees. What <laughs> hundred percent. These were the people that wanted to do it in their own strength. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that Paul was reacting against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully all of you out there, are you're seeing this and you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm slowly getting it. To have a old covenant experience, old covenant response is to say, oh, these rules, okay, let me just hold my breath and do it 
it myself, or to have a new covenant experience as Lord, I can't do it. You got to do it in me. And opening yourself up to the powers of heaven and for the Holy Spirit to possess you in a sense, to live as he would on, uh, as he would want you to live. That's my prayer. Hopefully that's all of you. We're, we're just scratching the surface on this topic of the covenants. You don't want to miss next week where we get into case studies of the most difficult parts of scripture. So stay with us here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.